What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Cutting Up with Uncle Mel. Have a very special guest with me, Mr. Jalen Clark. And today we're going to talk about um, what it took for me to start a podcast and what I learned from him. So let's go and get into it. Cut up Uncle Mel. Hey. Cut up Uncle Mel. Yeah. Cut up Uncle Mel. 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 How you cut down? 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 Hey man, they might play this in the party, man. So, yeah, so I just want to appreciate you for doing that webinar that you did um, because I was thinking about getting into podcasting and then I saw um, you post it on, on, uh, on Instagram that you were starting a webinar. I'm like, this perfect timing. So let me see, you know, what I, what I need to be doing. And then I was kind of nervous because I didn't know if you was going to uh, be willing to mentor me. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? And really point me in the right direction. But then I saw you had um, the free webinar and I'm like, okay. So he seemed like he really cares about teaching people. I said, so let me, let me learn more. You know what I'm saying? So what made you decide to uh, do a webinar anyway? Really? Uh, Cause I had put together a course. I put together an actual course on teaching people how to podcast. Mm-hmm. But like you said, some people, they couldn't, afford the course so i was just like at least let me you know give some away for free where they can at least learn learn about some of the opportunities that's out there uh of course it wasn't everything that that i give in the teaching the course but i still at least wanted to expose people to some of the possibilities some of the things that you can get uh done in the industry of podcasting but did you see that there was a need for it like were people contacting you? Yeah, before? yeah. Some people was uh like hitting us up and you know just asking about different things about like yo how did y'all get y'all podcast to do this like uh how do I get guests or things like that. Pretty much kind of like you after, but like before that you know some people was asking hey how can I get started or like what's some of the best hosting platforms or you know uh, how do I get my podcast on Apple and stuff like that. Cause I was most nervous about getting the wrong equipment. And then I have this thing with trying to get the top of the line whenever I'm starting something, just because as I progress, I just want to know that when I'm about to reach that next level, that the equipment that I have is already, you know, what I'm going to mm-hmm. need. So, you know, that's when you told me about the Rollcaster and I looked at the price and I was like, Ugh. yeah, man, it's, it's not, it's not cheap, but, and I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I ain't gonna lie, I was like the exact opposite. I'm just like, let me get started where I'm at. I started, we started on our phone and laptops, like right. in our parents' like cribs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was still living with my grandmother. So like, we just, we're stuck in it. Like just got, get where you, get it going where you at. And so what made y'all start y'all podcast anyway? Uh, really the podcast was like an extension of our uh of our Instagram page. We had an Instagram page that was growing pretty well, uh, just teaching people about financial literacy, teaching people about uh, actually building generational wealth through practical ways, uh, you know, not just just get rich uh, shit. I could curse in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like ain't ain't this get rich quick shit and all of that, man. Like actual sound principles to wealth building. And uh, it was just like, we can't actually teach and share everything from a five minute, 60 second, like a, a small post on Instagram. Like we wanted to extend the dialogue. 
So we ended up just creating our podcast in 2019, March 2019. Because whenever I see y'all post something on Instagram, um, it's usually an entrepreneur that y'all bring on. And then it's kind of hard not to watch it through, right? So yeah. when I see it on my timeline, I always stop and watch. And there's a lot of people doing like a lot of great things. I didn't even know that there were so many different ways to make money in the world. You know, and I just think um, y'all got a good name for a black wealth renaissance because us black people, for the most part, we don't know all the different ways that you can make money. We normally just rely. I would say, in my opinion, we rely on our natural born talents rather mm-hmm. than our skill sets, which in the past we used to use our skill sets. But somewhere we got lost, you know, I just started focusing on doing music or playing yeah, sport. entertainment and all of that type of stuff. Right. But right. yeah, that that was like the whole premise. Like, like you said, one just to expose the different ways, the different avenues that you can make m- your money work for you. But two, also just how to manage your money. Like, really, how to set up a budget. Like, this is what you got to do to manage your money. And that's you, something that's so hard for me to do is the budget. It, and a lot of people say it's hard, but all you really got to do is really just a self reflection. Like, you just got to sit down with you yourself and your bank account. All your cards, whatever you send, spending, whatever, whatever else on. Man, I, I'm like count, count I, all the money you got coming in. I'm like a vampire. Yeah, it's hard for me to see my reflection. It's hard for me to self reflect. Hey, man, you got you got to if you. That's a part of growth. Like you got to sit there. You got to have that come to. That's what I call it. A come to Jesus moment when you really take that first step and just create that budget. Because sometimes, like the numbers is shocking. Sometimes you will look up, you'll be like, "Damn, I spent three hundred dollars. I spent four hundred dollars on eating out this month. Mm-hmm. Damn, I spent." I spent six hundred. I spent eight hundred dollars on hair for like some of the women. Like, oh, I spent this much shopping. Right. Damn, I spent three hundred dollars just on Uber Eats. Right. Right. But then, I think so many people we do like impulse buy, or we feel like, you know, what I'm saying money does grow on trees when we really know better. But and that's the point of the budget too. Like the budget kind of drill that in is like, okay, I can see how much money I got coming in and going out. Mm-hmm. I know if I made this much and I only kept a hundred dollars, I broke even. Like that shit kind of wake you up. Like damn, I went work for forty hours. I went go do all of this, and I ain't even got nothing left over. I I really go through that right now. Like I got a, I got a decent amount of money coming in every month, although I'm not actually working. I got a decent amount, and I look back like man, where did these dollars go? Yeah. Now, I know I know I spent the grip on my podcast setup. And I still have, you know, a few more things that uh, that I want to get, but I'm like, man, where's that money going? Like, I it, it kills me. Like this this month has just started, and and I I get you know a decent amount up front, and then I'm but I'm already like ten twelve days in. I'm like, where did it go? Yeah, man. Like you, and that's that's the important part about like the budget. It really just keep you honest about your money because anything that you start to track. Anything that you actually start to observe, like, you start to pay attention to it. So now you're a little bit more conscious about your money, right? Like, now you're more tuned. You you might drive past the, the fast food place you want to stop to get something to eat. But, you know, you're going to think about your budget. You're going to be like, damn, I spent $400 on food last month. Let me cut back right quick. Right. I mean, let me go. Let me go eat home. I got I got food at the crib. Like that. Well, that. well yeah, I actually did that. So you know, we I'm I'm in a Dallas area, right? Yeah. Came from Louisiana, but I actually made me some tuna salad and stuff before I left, and I got my ice chest and everything. And I said I'm gonna go ahead and bring my stuff out there, and I wait till I got to the hotel to use to get their ice 
free ice, right? So I didn't even want to go buy a bag of ice. I'm like, I'm gonna wait till I get the hotel. Like that's how that's how real it is for me right now. It, it be like that sometimes. It definitely be like that sometimes. And you know, budgeting. A lot of times, people hear the word budget and they just think that they can't live life like, oh, I gotta just really live on a bare, like bummed, like you know, scrape by type shit. But that's not like that's not the truth. With budgeting, I always say budgeting is just a form of self-love, right? That's you planning out for your future. That's you saying, okay, we spent $500 this month on shopping. Let's actually just say we're going to spend $250 on shopping, and we're going to put that extra $250 that we had, we're either going to put it, we're going to invest, uh, we're going to put it in a savings account. We're going to do something to where in the future, myself going to thank me for that. Right. Man, I was thanking myself like in 2020. 2020 was a good uh year for me um i mean it led me to start this podcast i lost my barbershop and i was like man this year is gonna be terrible but mm -hmm. it's just amazing how things turned around and i started uh i opened up a robin hood account started putting money in there and it was just amazing how like i would wake up and i'd be like hold up the amount of money i have in this account i didn't put every last dollar in there some of those dollars went and found some other dollars and like yeah. hey y'all want to come kick it with me you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that, that's how it works, man. Yeah, yeah, your money is supposed to go out there and make friends. Yeah, and bring them back. Yeah, your money is supposed to supposed to bring it back, supposed to flip it. Yeah, they got to go build them a gang, a posse. Yeah. Your money really is supposed to be like your army, your your soldiers. Right. Your, your money is supposed to stand on that corner under that street light. Yeah, instead of you doing that. Instead of you doing that. Right, but the thing is. And I, guess what? The, hmm? the, the good thing about money is it ain't got to go to sleep. No. That money can work 24-7, 365. Money don't understand sleep. Not at all. Money be like, what, what? I'm a, I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Money, money like just, you know what I'm saying? While you sleeping peacefully. Exactly. But I just feel like black people, we just not accustomed to making money without actually using our physical work for it. I mean, we've always worked physically for everything that, that we've gotten. The majority mm -hmm. of us. Not our uh, intellectuals and our, our scholars, not not them, right? You know, well they they still at some point like work for their money too. So, you know, they, I equate working for money just trading your time for it. Mm -hmm. Anytime you trading your time, if even if you just sitting down chilling, right? If you on the clock for somebody else, you still working for it. And you know what what might be wrong with me personally when it comes to budgeting? I think I make my money too easy because I I enjoy what I do. You mm -hmm. know, being a barber, I enjoy it, and I'm good at it. And when you're good at something, you learn how to do it a little quicker, a little yeah. faster, a little more efficiently. So I can really push out, you know, some haircuts, and I get the money, and I'd be like, oh, well, I could just get that again tomorrow. But I know better. It's not always like yeah. that. Tomorrow doesn't. Tomorrow is not always the same as today. Exactly. Most often, it's not the same as today. Exactly. So yeah. if you having like a really good money day, just expect to fall off the next day if you're working for it. You always got to keep more than you make. Mm -hmm. It ain't about how much you make. It's about how much you really keep. There's people who make $100,000 a year, and they still live paycheck to paycheck. Right, right, right. Think about that. Right. That's like little Baby. He say, you know, he don't he don't spend majority of his money. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he stack it up and, and keep it. You know, and then just found out all the stuff that Shaquille O'Neal is invested in. That's ridiculous. Yeah, man. Shaq, Shaq is a dog. He man. might be invested in this table we're using right you now. You never know, man. Ain't no telling. <laughs> like, so, 
I'm, bro, I'm just amazed by the amount of stuff that that dude on. It's ridiculous. Hell yeah, man. Shaq, Shaq, Shaq on it. Shaq been on it though, man. Shaq been been one of them guys that I was just like, he was a superstar on the court, but even just like off the court, I was just like, damn, Shaq really. Nah, he's scoring way more points yeah. in the business world yeah. than, he, than he ever scored. Yeah. Um, and what got me in investing last year was uh, I discovered Wall Street Trapper, you know. From, Shout out to Trap. From the city, you know. And uh, and then he leveled up, but he got that good power circle around him too, man. Um, the recession-proof gang, you know, there's the circle mm-hmm. of CEOs. And that's something that, that I've been looking for too is just to get out there and vibe with people and build that, that sense of community too. Um, because, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in my opinion, investing is not something that you could really do alone. But the first person I saw invested that I really wanted wanted to be his mentee was uh, O.P. O'Neill Parker. O'Neill yeah. Parker. Um, I mean, you can invest alone. It just depends. Like, you can invest alone in, in like, the stock market, you know. Mm-hmm. That you can invest by yourself. But, sure, you know, you pull together some money. And you got like five friends with each one of y'all. You just got a thousand to five thousand dollars. You know that's a little bit more capital that y'all can work with that you can make grow. So you, now you got more leverage on your side. Uh, even with real estate, you can you can invest by yourself, but at the same time, if you get some friends, you can s- split the startup costs. If if you have to put a twenty percent down payment, you know I take ten percent, you take ten percent. Let's come together and powerhouse it. Kind of um, like crowdfunding or group economics. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. group economics is definitely always... I, I, I love group economics, me. Like, I, I definitely think it's better to go with a team because mm-hmm. now, you know, everybody got a certain skill set that they can bring. Everybody look at things from different perspectives. So now, you know, you can make a more well-rounded uh, approach and a more well-rounded decision once you hear from everybody else, too. But uh, you got to make sure that you also got, like, some winners on your team. It ain't just people that's out here just expecting a quick return or people who, you know, they're not going to really put the work in and stuff like that. You, you got to make some, you got make sure you got some solid people who understand the principles, understand the terms and agreements of what y'all got set up and everything. They're not going to want to just pull the money out if y'all, you know, some hard times come up. Yo, mm-hmm. man, I, I need that money back. Like, an investment, you got to make sure you don't need that money for the next five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Go let it sit. Now, when you talk about team, how did you end up finding um, David and the other two gentlemen? What are their names again? David, Jared, and Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, me and David, me and David been homies since uh, the eighth grade, actually. Uh, we've been friends. I've moved to Church Point in my eighth grade, and uh, me and him, we ended up playing football together. I actually stole his number. I, I, know, I didn't know. I was just a new kid at school <laughs> just trying to get a jersey. Right. Uh, but, yeah, so me and uh, his grandmother lived down the street from my house. So we ended up just kicking it one day. And ever since then, we've just been tight. Like, we went to uh, different high schools, even different colleges, but still was my dog because we just, you know, had the same type of wavelength and stuff. And uh, with Jared and Kelly, that was actually David's uh, roommates in college. So 
I you know I go kick up kick it up there sometimes with them. Just go chill, go party, mm-hmm. go bullshit. I know what that's stuff. like. I know yeah, what that's they, like. They was in they was in Ruston. I was in Natchitoches. So they went to L.A. Tech. I went to uh, Northwestern State. Uh, so you know sometimes they'll come come down there. Sometimes I go up there and we just chill. That that part uh, alone actually reminds me. Of, I had I had a friend after uh, we grew up together, and he went to Norfolk State University, and I was in the I was in the military. And I thought I was going to get stationed in Italy. And then uh, I ended up calling him. I was like, uh, tell me about Virginia again. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to go kick it at Norfolk State University. So much to where people thought I was going there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely good to have a group of people that, that's like-minded and going the same way and pushing you. I, I just love having mentors or, or OGs in my life, people that help guide me. You were definitely one of those people, especially um, when it comes to the podcasting thing. And now um, – you know, I'm going to use this as a as a learning moment, and you can use it as a teaching moment. As far as pushing your channel towards monetization, the business side, because I think content creating is just going to, you know, it's going to it's going to take care of itself. Like we didn't write none of this down, but this is turning out to be a, a great show. But on the back end, the business side, what tips would you have for myself or anybody who's like, how can I grow my channel? What what are some of the things? I hate to say this, it's going to sound so cliche, but the very first thing is always consistency. Like, you got to legit do this shit, whether one person watching or you got a 100,000 people watching. Like, you got to stay persistent. You got to stay with it. You got to stick with it until the rubber meets the road. Like, sometimes you might not want to do it. Sometimes you wake up, you got the don't wants. Sometimes you wake up and, you know, this person canceled on you and shit like that. Yeah, like, I it, made an episode about you, that. You, you still got to you still gotta figure out, okay, how can I make sure the show go on? Yeah, show must go on. So, yeah. like, you got to make sure that you stay consistent with it. Have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. If you got to rock it out by yourself, rock it out by yourself. Yeah. Always, always make sure that you can remain consistent with in the game of content like just period you gotta remain consistent i don't care what it is uh and once you start putting things out on the schedule like if you start putting your podcast out on a monday at five o'clock make sure every monday at five o'clock you start doing that because people gonna start looking they're gonna start looking forward towards that just like with anything with a woman with a man with with anybody they want consistency people crave consistency right yeah like when you go to McDonald's, you know exactly what you're about to get. Right. You probably go get a broken ice cream machine. Yes, definitely. But you can still get your food pretty quickly. Hopefully. <laughs> <He's> hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Man, McDonald's, it, it, it'll get you, like, it's convenient. Right. But at the same time, like, you're a barber, right? Yes. yes. So I'm going to just give this example. Say, you know, you, you, fresh, you fresh, fresh out of barber school, you know, you're doing everything. You got... You make sure you shampooing hair, like you giving them the works, like right. the works. You're trying to build up that clientele, right? Mm-hmm. Two months pass by, you you're not doing as much. Oh yeah, you know you you're not you might you might not be doing the hot towel around the neck for free no more. You might not be doing this. You might not be doing that. Somebody gonna come in that that was came in in the beginning, right? They're going to expect what you gave them in the beginning. They caught you before you leveled up. Exactly. They don't know you just leveled up. Exactly. Right. They're going to expect that. So now 
at first, you, man, y'all got to go to mail. He do this, he do that, he do this. Like, he taking care of you. Right. The next time you come in there and you're not doing the same thing. Right. Man, I don't know what's going on, man. Mail kind of tripping. Y'all, I don't know if I want to fuck with him. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to give him one more time. I come back. You're doing even less. Or you you got something totally different going on now. Like, yo, we not even doing haircuts. We just doing dreads and this. Right. Right. Switch it up on them. <laughs> you're not consistent. Uh-huh. I've, I've, I've had that happen. Like I, um, I told someone that I okay, this was my price, and then they asked me later on. But it was like like six, seven months later, they came and got their haircut. And then when I told them what the price was, they were like, "What you told me this?" I'm like, "But that that was like a long time ago. Things are going to change." So not, you gotta, not not with price though. Okay, I'm just talk, like services, services, services. Yeah, like the way you doing it. Like okay, I'll even give it for like a woman, right? Yeah, because I, I I actually used to massage dudes' knuckles, and then I stopped. Wow. You used to give him a knuckle massage. Just that part. <laughs> I really did. I don't know what type of shit you was on. But massage I guess, knuckles. I guess. But like even for like a woman, right? You come home five days out of the week, every day after work, right? Right. You still, hey, baby, how you doing? I love you. Every day. You come home that Saturday, you don't say that shit. Oh, no. Oh. What's she going to say? Who cheat? Who, you, who, What's who wrong? You got? What's you going got? on? Where's she at? Cause Cause you're not you're not being consistent. Yeah, yeah, you gotta stay consistent. I actually knew that though. I I I, I bullshit you now. Here's a little story. Uh, when I got my first barbershop, mm-hmm. I used to stay in the barbershop till like eleven midnight, sometimes one in the morning, and wouldn't go home until like really really late, because I didn't want my wife at the time to get accustomed to me coming home early because I knew that they had some real popping seasons around that college campus, especially if the football team was winning and I would get a lot of haircuts. You know, people wanted to come in and look like their favorite player and stuff like that. And I, I really did do some late nights where I was really actually working. Mm-hmm. But even if I wasn't working, I would still stay just so they could ex- she could expect me to be home, you know, late. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. You got to set, set that in the beginning. That was one thing I learned. Yeah, so very first thing, always remain consistent to your craft, whatever you're doing, right? The next thing is, what type of value are you providing? And people hear the word value, you know, like, what, what, what does that mean? When I say what type of value are you providing, what are you doing to improve someone's life? Mm-hmm. What are you doing to actually make their life better, right? right. And you could do that through a, a, a few, a various few ways, right? Uh-huh. You can inform them, you can educate them, inform or educate. Uh-huh. You can entertain them. Okay. Or you can actually just relieve stress. Like you can make their life easier. Like re- re- remove some type of friction. Uber, for example. Uh, Uber, for example, right? It was hard as fuck to catch a damn taxi. Yeah. So if I can't Especially catch a taxi. Especially for the black man to yeah, go. I-, I can't catch a taxi. But Uber said, you know what? We'll fix that for you. Open up that app and just request one. Mm-hmm. It don't matter what you look like. You gonna somebody is gonna come get this money. Right. I, I bullshit you not. The first time I was in New York for the first time in 2019 January, and I actually was able to catch a cab. And I was like, I didn't know that they actually pick up black people because I always heard that they didn't. Even and my my cab driver was black, but I was like, damn, he picked me up. I'm like, Uber must have a chokehold on the game. Yeah, man. They picking up black people now. Exactly. They like, need that money. Even with Amazon, right? A lot of people like to talk shit about Bezos just because he's so rich and everything. But you got to think about the shit that he's done. Right. He introduced two-day shipping. 
Yeah. Who's doing that before that? Nobody. You can order something online. You can have it two days. I live. I live in Dallas, bro. For free. I get some shit next day. I ordered something at eight p.m. one night, and it don't be nowhere near Dallas. The next morning, my shit was on my door at like ten o'clock. I wonder if Amazon had their own planes by now. You think so? Uh, like yeah, the cargo got, they, planes. Yeah, they got planes. They got they got Amazon. Yeah, they got Amazon with it. Man, I, I I think people really just be hating on Jeff Bezos because he looked like old boy from the X Men. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but like, but he's not in the wheelchair. <laughs> That's, but that's providing value, right? You mm-hmm. making someone's life, you're actually trying to enhance their life. Right. Even like through comedy and laughter, you're enhancing someone's life. Cause that's what I struggle with. It's like I'll do an episode, I'll put an episode out, then I'll ask somebody, did you laugh? They'd be like, nah, but that was, that was some real shit though. I'm like, well, I, I, I could accept real. I'll accept real over laughter any day. Yeah. But like, like with, my, with my show, I'm only 38, but I promise you, man, I promise you, I got so much content from just my life that I know that I can help somebody if they are just willing to sit down, subscribe, like, comment, share, hit that notification bell. <laughs> if they are just willing to do those things and just watch, they can. I promise you they can learn from me. The whole reason I started this channel because I used to mentor the people and then I would get good feedback from the college students that I was mentoring. I'm like, man, they was like, you should be a stand-up comedian with us. But I'm like, I, I really just want to be real. And that's why I say Uncle Mel. In our community, Unc is a person that you respect, mm-hmm. you admire. you An older person, of course, right? And then Unc would usually replace the father if you didn't have one yeah you know what i'm saying so that that name unk is like a, a badge of honor for me and i take it serious and i but i struggle with i don't know if my content is is really serving a purpose only time gonna tell for me yeah i was about to say and that's another thing like with content you don't just come out the gate on fire you're like unless you're a big celebrity and you just announce yo i'm about to get on instagram i'm about to get on twitter like and i ain't have it before Nine times out of ten, your shit is just like, it's not about to just pop like that. Everybody started off with zero. Right. On every channel, like every social media medium. Right. You start off with zero. Right. Like, you got to figure out how to really make it, make it, make it hot. Like, and like you said, only time is going to tell. Time and the people. Right. Like, listen to what, listen to what the people say. Like, you got to differentiate before, between hate and actual constructive criticism, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, because every everybody's going to have haters. But there's also some people who offer actual constructive criticism. And you can listen to that and really use it to level up as well while you remain consistent. So you got to remain consistent. You got to add value. You definitely got to listen to your audience. You got to understand... Mm-hmm the ways to communicate with them, the ways to actually target them. And then you also, to monetize, so, you know, YouTube makes it kind of easy because I can just monetize through ads or whatever, right? right? But at the same time, if you offering a product or a service, you got to you gotta throw the offer out there. You got to right. ask, ask them to buy it. You right. got to tell them about it. Right, right. Like, you got you to gotta market it. You got you to gotta put it in their face. True. And you can't just market it on your stuff because... At one point, you'll tap out your audience. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to go outside of your audience and start collecting new people to come into your audience. Right. And that, that's that's something that I thought about, too. You know, that's why I reached out to, to you to 
I'm like, oh my God, I almost went, I almost went to Texas without without contacting Jay. I'm like, man, I almost made a big mistake, you know. So, but I definitely uh, glad that you that you took this interview. But that is something that I that I was concerned myself about. And like you said, the difference between constructive criticism and just hating, because I did an episode about alpha male, and uh, you know, one of one of my um, subscribers was like, I don't really like that content. I said, but you know what, you're not an alpha male, so I could see this might even offend you. If you just don't like it, that's yeah. cool. But if you're not an alpha male, because I know I'm personal, I'm like, you're not an alpha male. You don't fit the description of the person I was talking about. But then he was like, yeah, you're right. You did teach me about this girl that was messing over me when I used to come to your barbershop. I said, so that's my whole point. So you've already heard this from me in mm -hmm. the barbershop. I just happened to put it on YouTube, and now you're not feeling it because but you, you, you forgot that this is nothing new. I've already taught you this in person. Mm. Yeah. And even when people just be like, I don't like that type of guy. Ask why. Why don't you like it? Right. Don't just say I don't like it. Like explain yourself. Like give me a give me a deeper opinion. Well, and then I'll respect it. If not, keep that shit pushing. Well what we're learning now is that people don't necessarily uh get mad with, with the content or not like the content. They just may not like the delivery. Right? Hey, and sometimes that's And that's I get okay. in my feelings sometimes when I'm recording. And guess what? With a being a content creator, you can deliver it different type of ways too. Like you mm -hmm. can deliver it audioly, you can deliver it visually, mm -hmm. you can deliver it through a text where they can read it. Right. So now you know they can read it in their own tone. Mm -hmm. And the thing, the thing that kind of trips me up when it comes to uh, just uh, recording the content itself is just you know YouTube with the analytics. So it's like. People hit me up and, and, and respond to the content directly. I'd be like, no, put it in the comments, please, please. <laughs> like, don't send it to me. Yeah. <laughs> don't send it to me. You're not doing me no favors right now. Yeah, yeah, man. You definitely got to tell them that. But you got to, you know, you got to train them again. Yeah, man. So, you know, a, a lot of times people just don't like the way you say something, you know. And like I said, you know, I get in my feelings sometimes when I'm recording the content. And then I may, like, I'll tell people, man, look look out for this next episode. I, I'm, I'm about to spaz out on this one because I just, I grab motivation from everywhere. You know, I get yeah. so much inspiration. I might see something online that reminds me of something that happened in my life. A lot of times the things that I talk about, you know, has actually happened in my life. And, you know, man, I got so much content that I wrote down that I haven't even put out yet. Like these episodes that I have now, none of this stuff was written down. So I have a lot of content to put out you know but i'm just kind of nervous about how it gets received and i don't want to get canceled and, i mean honestly fuck that cancel shit you <laughs> just gotta do you but even like with the way you respond to certain stuff like you can't i take everything on the internet with a grain of salt like i'm not about to let nobody on the internet upset me like i've, I've definitely seen it before where i see some i see a comment where i'm like like what? Like it just it infuriates you. Then and I I, I catch myself. I'm texting. And I'm like, I'm like, man, this is a nigga on the internet, man. Fuck this nigga. I'm right. like, I'm not even about to give you the time of the day, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm really not even respond. And I just delete it. Like I I and I'll be like, I almost lost. I almost let this nigga get me out of my character. And he's on the internet. Yeah, I mean, people, you know, they use the internet for you got a, a lot reason of people that's to, just a troll. Yeah. I mean, they do it for fun. Yeah, it's what makes them happy is making other people upset, or aggravated at the at the least. Exactly. You know, but man, um, so you think 
what's the future of podcasting? Because sometimes when I promote the people, I say, hey, check out my podcast. They're like, oh, I want to start one too. It's like, oh, there's going to be a lot of them out there. I mean, I think the future of podcasting is very bright, bro. Like, I think it's still relatively early as hell. In the next five years, you're going to see a podcasting exploding. Like, if you think there's a lot of YouTubers right now, it's for everyone podcast it's 15 youtube channels i think i think it's 15 let me let me make sure my uh my math is right but like there's way more people on youtube than it is on podcasts okay in the, in the year 2020 was the first year a million shows a million podcasts not episodes a million shows were put up on the on podcasts just a million so a million shows were launched last year not even launched like that's total like how many podcasts finally hit the internet a million okay. in 2020 okay okay so they were like underground yeah like then, podcasting then it, then it came out. i think podcasting has a lot of room to grow like not even not even 25 percent of americans listen to podcasts right because you know I, I i meet people and they'll be like um i ask them hey do you listen to podcasts and they were like no what's that Th- then i kind of get discouraged then i'm like oh well look t- let mine be the first then yeah, you know, yeah, you can't. Out. Yeah, you can't be discouraged. Like, yeah. you gotta look at that. Like, oh, this is a new person to the market. Like, yeah, let me let me be the one to bring them they in. They never even listen. Like, people is the same way. Think about Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. that shit was new. Nobody was born with none of this. Yes, and so that's what I say now. You know, I because you know it's a sales pitch. Even though you're not selling nothing up front, you're just trying to get them to to click a button, and it's free. But I'd be like, you know, let let me introduce you to it then. You know, check out mine and stuff. And that's what I've been doing ever since I've, you know, been out, got out in Texas. I've been doing that in the hotel all day. You know, just, you know, I even gave out, you know, a shirt and stuff like that. So I've just been marketing, just focusing on the business side, trying not to get discouraged, trying to set goals. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You know, reasonable goals. You know, so I came out here with, with 90. My goal is to leave with 100 subscribers. And so that's what I'm focusing on. Hey man, that's that's real good. Practical and not too astronomical. So what's next for you just as Jalen Clark outside of BWR? So next for me, I'm definitely trying to uh move into purchasing me some real estate. I'm trying to get into the real estate game. Uh want to get into some investment properties. Uh gotta start figuring out, you know, which market I wanna go into. Okay. What's the most advantageous for me? I'm not afraid to invest out of state if I have to. Um also, just trying to uh, trying to really just build up some some more passive income. Uh, by time I'm I'm 27 right now. By time I'm 30, you know, I'm trying to uh, also launch some type of tech company, man. I see the way that tech is going, the way that tech is moving, and I really want to have some type of impact in that that realm where I can uh, you know create some things, really level the playing fields for some some stuff. And and so, what's next for BWR, uh, with BWR, really, we just we just trying to grow our academy. We just recently launched uh, BWR Academy, and uh, it's the number one platform on the internet for personal finance. Uh, we teaching mm. the sound principles of personal finance. We have weekly budgeting calls. I actually got one after this. Um, so every week we get on the call. We do our budget. We actually go out of our budget with our group. Uh, so for people like you who struggle with that, like, right. you know, you can join, you can join us. Uh, we go over weekly budgeting calls uh, and we, you know, set set goals and show you how to actually break down your paycheck by percentage and stuff. So you can actually understand, you know, OK, 
I can I can live off of fifty percent of my check or and I can in, I can do all of this type of stuff, you know, invest twenty percent or invest save ten percent for myself. You always gotta pay yourself first. So right. we go over things like that. Uh then weekly we have weekly calls from industry leading experts, uh teaching people about uh life insurance, retirement accounts, uh credit, uh investing in real estate investing in the stock market uh really just getting you those sound principles for building generational wealth we're gonna uh have a lawyer come through to speak about wills and trust and everything like that so okay yeah that's important because um i need to get a will because i just bought my first piece of property so whenever you have anything and not it's just my opinion but whenever you have anything you know you need to get a will you know because yeah. if you buy a house even if you don't didn't pay it all all the way out that's you still have to deed and however much that house is worth then yep. that's how much value your yeah, will equity yeah so but i definitely uh appreciate you stopping by and uh let me do this interview with you this uh, was no problem kind of short notice because i only hit you up a couple of days ago man i was like oh I, I totally forgot like everybody i know in dallas it's all good man i appreciate you for hitting me up so for my subscribers who may not actually be your subscribers, how can they find you and locate y'all on the internet? Okay, so if you want to follow Black Wealth Renaissance, there's this Black Wealth Renaissance. Just type in Black Wealth Renaissance on Instagram. You can Google it. You'll find us on Google. If you want to follow us on Twitter, that is BWR underscore movement. If you'd like to follow me personally, you can follow me on Instagram at underscore J, just the letter J, Clark, C-L-A-R-K, zero six underscore j clark zero six if you want to follow me on twitter it is hefe so j e f e clap c l a r c l a p hefe clap yeah and i'll definitely make sure to tag all that in the description below Appreciate this you. is uncle mel how long you been cutting that was a good show man <laughs> turn up turn up